Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 4th of October 2016. This is The Gap, episode 340. I am Luke Laurie and Job Gurroy is with me tonight. Hello. It's just us two. It is just us two. Nate's off reviewing Gears of War 4. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I don't know if he's under embargo or anything. If I, if I could tell if he was under embargo, I'd say whether or not what he thought of it, because he's, he's told me as part of the editing process, but uh, I don't want to fucking, you know, put him I in the shit. So. I have a feeling that you can't say anything. I'm going to, yeah, okay. I'm <laughs> going to, well, I was going to err on the uh, side of not saying shit anyway, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so he's, he's, been, he's playing that at the moment. And well, actually, well, when <clears throat> that's out soon, right? It is out soon. Because it was a quick turnaround for that review, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. But he he is reviewing for uh, Game Informer, so oh, okay. maybe not that quick a turnaround. Yeah, I think it was next week their deadline. Because I was talking to David uh, the other day about a few things. Right, yeah. David Milner, I presume. Yes. Not cool. Who are you thinking of, David? Beckham. <laughs> David Beckham? David yeah, Beckham. sometimes I call him for reviews. Yep. And I'm just, like, what's up? And he's like, not much, kicking a ball. Of course. You bending know. bending it. Bending it. Exactly. Well, I guess the uh, the positives of not having Nathan here is uh, it'll be a quicker show, right? True. It because will be. He won't have 400 games to add. Won't have 400 games to add and 400 hours worth of shit to say about each one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a positive. Hey, let's start off with not talking about games. Can we do that? Uh, if you want. Two shows. Oh, no, you can't do this. I haven't watched either of these yet. You haven't watched either Westworld or fucking Luke K. How have you not watched Westworld yet? Because it came out last night. So get on this shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Is it good? It's fucking, it's video games, the fucking TV show. Watch it. Yeah. Luke Cage, maybe not so much. <laughs> I was, um, I was worried a lot of people were going to be a bit up in arms about it because of it maybe being too similar to Lost or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, that doesn't seem to be the case. Because it's a J.J. Abrams film and I think Brian Burke is on it, maybe? TV show. Sorry, TV show. Um, Well, it's it's got Jonathan Nolan uh, writing for it. Uh, Okay, yeah. Sorry, Brian Burke is involved with it as well. It's brother of Christopher Nolan. Um, that's the fucking, that's the Yul Brenner one. Uh, Jonathan Nolan, yeah, created by him, based on Michael Crichton's. Uh, where is, I'm not seeing anything about J.J. Abrams. Yeah, he's a producer. Oh, yeah, he's an EP. Right, I get it. Yeah, it's a bad robot production. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's fucking, I'm on board for, well, first app is fucking spectacular. Like, mm. awesome. Um, so there's that one. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure the rest will be decent at least. Probably. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it when I get a chance. I'm, I'm working my way through Luke Cage. So just what, what are you up to? Uh, episode four, I think. Yeah. When you get to eight, I think eight or nine, just stop. <laughs> stop. I fell asleep during, I think episode four. Uh, the, the, that's the backstory one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I fell asleep in. I, um, I sleep during an episode as well. And it was like in the middle of the afternoon as well. Yeah. It's it's just 
It's super slow. <laughs> it shouldn't have been 13 episodes. I think they like they have to do 13 episodes and yeah, they drag shit out as a result. Like just to oops, sorry. I think my issue is there's not enough punching. Like he doesn't punch too many things so far. It's because he's invincible, right? It's a lot of talking. He's invincible, and so like, what what's going to happen? Like every sing- every person he punches goes down one hit, and nobody can hurt him. So yeah, it's like the classic Superman problem um, that they solved in Jessica Jones by having her like mind controlled and shit. But that's not what they're doing in this. So yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess we won't talk about either of those things then. Cool. No. Right. Uh, Luke Cage, music in Luke Cage is fucking awesome, though. And the dude who plays um, Cottonmouth. Mm hmm. That's who fucking kills it. He's my favorite fucking thing about that show, Cottonmouth. He's all right. All right. Every, he laughs. He laughs like he knows so much more than everyone else. And I think it's spectacularly intimidating. Uh, and it, like, I think that that his laugh elevates him to Fisk levels, in my opinion. And Fisk is obviously my favorite of the villains in the in the Marvel Netflix universe. So, yeah, right. yeah. Did you um see they started filming Punisher? I did. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Shooting. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to work though it's going to be an interesting one because if if I think if they chicken out oh no I I, don't think they will Luke Cage proves that they're they're willing to not shy away from shit you know yeah or even like a daredevil when he was on that it was pretty violent or even before that it was violent Mm. that's true but uh, like even like Daredevil's another example of a show that didn't have season two didn't have like thirteen apps in it, right? Uh, I thought it did. It did, but it like didn't have the legs to carry it that far. Um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Just you know, they had to swerve to Electra shit for ages, and hmm. yeah, I thought that was just not as. Uh, quality as you know the Punisher storyline or the previous seasons Wilson Fisk storyline yeah yeah I'm not sure I don't know I'm, I'm I'm not convinced so far yet it's very it's very slow not much happening so yep we'll see. just watch Westworld Westworld it's a weird yep. name I keep thinking of Westwood right I think I've called it Westwood a dozen times yeah because it's on HBO and they had Deadwood as well. So I'm like, Westwood, Cowboys, Deadwood, Cowboys, Westwood. Yeah. But it's wrong. Anyway, video games. Mm. Uh, EB Expo was on last week. Uh, which is, for our international listeners, a, um, a video game convention re- revolving around a retailer. Um, basically they put on a couple of years back, they'd put on shows for, for buyers. Um, so retail, other, uh, retailers, sorry, the, all the publishers have put on, uh, like a big expo for the, the buyers. So EBX, EB kind of took that and then was like, let's extend it and sell it to the public. 
Um, so now that's like a four or five day event for them um, during the week, and then they throw in a couple consumer days, basically, where they where they show off all their games and and what's uh, what's going on. So uh, I think that's happening for like the third or fourth year now. Um, yeah, it used to so- be held up in in Brisbane, and they brought it down to to, to Sydney. I mean, it, it did one year in the Gold Coast, right? Yeah. Which As I didn't go to. Show. No, I didn't go to it either. Um, yeah, one year in the Gold Coast. I think it was regularly up in the Gold Coast when it was a, um, like, buyer's show. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, they just sort of did it up there for that first year, and then they immediately moved down to Sydney for the three after that. Mm. Um, yeah. So, do you want to talk about the X? Did you go at all? You went on Saturday, right? I did go on Saturday, yes. So, like, what was your impressions of the expo, I guess, this time around compared to the last few times you've been? I felt a lot more like an Echo this time. Uh, Echo, I guess, uh, Sydney show or whatever the fuck, the Easter show or whatever you call it. The Echo is in Brisbane, the Easter show. Um, it's like a carnival type thing to me. That's how it felt. Because if, like, there was. I know there weren't a lot of games. Mm-hmm. There were some awesome games, but there weren't a lot of games, um, and so a lot of space was sort of dedicated to other shit, like merchandise-related shit. Yeah, uh, and so you know there was a huge popcorn stand and stuff like that, and yeah, it just sort of felt really weird to walk through. You felt like you could pick up a Birdie Beetle show bag and. Uh, wander on down to some weird game and play it for a bit and then wander on again. Um, yeah. Well, that that first year they had it in Sydney was was massive. Like, they had basically those two halls, um, like, full of games, video games, of all the publishers, and it's kind of been dialed down a lot lately with, like, Activision pulling out and EA pulling out, um, and, like, not having as big of a presence there with some of the other uh, I guess booths with PlayStation at one stage had like a two-story booth going on and that's been you know dialed back a lot so yeah yeah it's a lot it's a bit bit smaller in terms of what it has been in the past but a lot other a lot more other things going on to kind yeah. of replace that and I don't I don't know if it does replace you know, like I don't, I don't know if it's a suitable replacement, in my opinion, considering what it costs to get inside. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'd be happy with that. Like, especially considering uh, you still got to line up to play the games and stuff like that. Like, what did a EB Games ticket cost uh, this year? It was something ludicrous, right? Is it like thirty-five bucks for the session? The basic, the yeah, single. So that gets you like a half day. It's not even like. The whole time in or anything, right? Uh, Forty bucks, forty bucks for general admission, um, yes. and and it goes up from there. Like, there's like a you can pay like seven hundred and fifty bucks to skip the lines and all this kind of shit, which is nuts. Like, don't do that unless you're super rich. <laughs> like, go for it. But if you're a you know a normal average working person don't do that that's crazy there's just like demos. no way you got 750 bucks of value mm. out of that that expo this year because as far as i'm aware you weren't even able to skip like there were games you weren't allowed to skip the line on like zelda 
uh, Zelda. Play. Yeah, that's right. Because they they just didn't have that much. Uh, I don't know available. They didn't have that many available spots for Zelda. So yeah, it was just one of those situations where even if you paid 750 bucks, you still wouldn't be fucking playing Zelda. That's just bananas to me, man. Mm. Um, I guess, I, I think Xbox probably had the, Xbox and PlayStation had the biggest pre- presence at yeah. ABX. Right? Um, Ubisoft put in a decent effort as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, otherwise, it was just sort of empty, right? Like, well, like Bethesda was there, but they had Dishonored. Yep. Uh, Activision was there inside the PlayStation booth with Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, Mafia 3 was there um, just as like a solo booth. And it was uh, watch only, I think, a view only. It yeah, wasn't it was like level. a theater. Um, obviously, Ubisoft was there. Um, apparently, they brought a nauseous Rift down, the thing yeah. that allows you to smell the farts. That's pretty funny. So, I got asked if I wanted to play that. Um, and you passed? I passed. <laughs> Look, it's uh, it's spring. <laughs> yep. My nose is pretty fucked as it is. Yep. I uh, don't need to be doing any of that stuff. Um, so I I just went for the uh, the normal version of the game. But I did see uh, Dave Milner played played it. Um, yep. And he did not enjoy that at all by the looks of it. Uh, he was he was not happy. Yeah. 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 Because um, I was walking around with him that day. And uh, it took him quite a while to get that smell out of his system. Yep. Uh, and that's the same thing that Tristan Ogilvie told me okay. uh, when he did it at uh, in Germany at Gamescom. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things where, yeah, I don't know. I think you're crazy to do it, but it is a pretty fucking hilarious uh, thing that you can tell people you did. So, mm. I don't know. If I were on the show floor and I wasn't there, uh, if I'd paid to go to EB Expo, I would fucking do it. I, I guarantee you that. Like, and that they were offering people an opportunity, I'd do it. Yeah. 100%. Because why, why the fuck wouldn't you? You pay 40 bucks, you may as well experience everything you can, including the smell of shit coming through a thing when you press a button to fart. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you, did you go? Yeah, I went on the Sunday. Right. Um, okay. Grandfather you, Day. Yep. So, it was that was fun, I suppose. Yeah. Did you drive? I drove, yeah. Even better. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, hmm? Leaving was a bit busy, but otherwise, yeah, it was normal average time getting there. So, just a lot of people. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I think the same. Like, it's, it's definitely toned back a bit. Um, like, if I had to choose between two expos and, like, that are so close together, which is PAX and EB, um, if, if I was on a budget and I needed to pick, I'd definitely pick um, PAX out of the two. But I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're on a budget, you're going to pick the one that's in the town closest to you, right? But... Well, I would yeah. specifically add uh, travel to packs. Yep, to my budget. 
like yeah but like, if you can if you can only go to one and that's it yeah um i would definitely just pick packs there's more things happening or like there's more people that go there uh you know they've also got panels that are really good um it's just a better event in general yep i think um like there's other stuff there with like the side halls where they've got like their esports arena um and they're like games that you can kind of borrow and play on the spot same sort of thing that like pax does yeah um they had some giant screen there they were showing like uh i don't know so, some sort of video game i don't like an origin stand i don't know what that was but this enormous looking screen um, oh fuck i asked them what that was and i forget it was it looked really cool yeah um, but yeah, I can't remember what it was called. It was a VR game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause there was a dude standing in the middle with like a VR headset. Yeah. But I just didn't get what was going on. Like this enormous screen and there's one person standing there. Uh, and then every time I looked at it, I was like, oh, origin, like the, the EA thing. Um, but it's not, uh, it's, it's the, the like, PC com- computer thing. company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like a couple of years back, they used to have, uh, like right used to be there and they'd be on that side hall. Yep. Um, where they'd show the championships. I think it was the championships. They'd show something there. And that was really cool, like, to, to jump in there and do that. But it seemed like they moved off to, to PAX for a little while and then pulled out of PAX and they're kind of doing their own thing now, it seems like. Yeah. Um, so that sort of stuff was really cool. But otherwise, yeah, you'd, you'd walk through, you know, once or twice and you'd pretty much seen everything you needed to. Yeah. Um, I did go around and look at some of the stalls. And um, I went into the EB Games Mega Store, uh, which was probably the biggest uh, booth <laughs> they had there. Yeah. In the entire show, and, and as I was doing that, it was kind of the show was wrapping up. There was like two hours left, and they were doing like a twenty percent off sale. They could have been bullshitting me, you know. It is EB Games; they do always have sales on, but they were walking around with signs on saying the sales, um, and everything was marked off. So I picked up a copy of. Uh, Legendary Predator, which is, we've talked about the game, uh, the Marvel game before on the show. Which is like this deck building card game. Yeah. Where you're given, uh, like a situation and you've got to try and deal with that. Um, and they throw a bunch of different villains at you and different things kind of happen and you kind of got to deal with it. Um, this one I was reading up on is a little bit differently because it's also got, uh, Marvel Legendary is a co-op game. So you're playing, uh, with other people kind of against the board. Whereas mm-hmm. the Predator one, it has that mode in it, but there's also a, a PvP one as well. So you can kind oh, of- Oh, shit. Um, you can kind of play against each other. So it's not cooperative or it's like points-based or something like that. Uh, I'm not not too sure about it, but- uh, So one side is like, you can be the humans and the other side is you can be the Predators. So you can kind of be both, which is pretty cool. Um, Excellent. And I looked at a couple of reviews for it and it was reviewed quite well. People saying- you know, um, they did like an alien one a couple, uh, like earlier on in the year and people pretty much liked that one. And so they brought this one out and yeah, from what I understand, it's, it's just as good. So yeah. And it's Predator. So I was like, fuck, I got to get it. Uh, and the price is pretty good as well. So that was a bonus. Um, yeah. So I went through that, walked around and picked up a few things, but otherwise, uh, played a couple games as well while I was yep. down there. Um, I guess on the Thursday night, we went across to the PlayStation, um, VIP night, media night. Yeah. Where we 
saw a lot of VR stuff was pretty much their their thing they were doing there that night. Mm-hmm. Um, that was sh- their primary, yeah, primary thing was showing off PlayStation VR ahead of its release later this year, I guess. Yeah, and also um, PlayStation Pro, right? They had a oh. bunch of them running. Did they? <laughs> yeah, I they did. Can tell. Um, yeah, remember they had the the two lines. <laughs> I don't know. They had a bunch of them there. The two um, lines? What are you talking about? They like double-decker. They got the two lines. I have no idea what what the the machines. Yeah, what they look like. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't looking at the machines. They all just look like... I, I look at games. I don't look at machines. And so it. it all just looked the same to me. It all just looked like PlayStation games. Yeah. So did you, um, did you see... Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn running on that 4K screen because I, I sure as heck didn't. Uh, I could sort of see it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't really see it. I'll tell you what though. Uh, whatever that like, if that was if that was on fucking PS Pro, and that that's what it looks like. Fuck me, that is a gorgeous game. It yeah. looks so good. I went and played it. Yeah, so and. Uh, yeah, it's just fucking really spectacularly good looking. Bad demo, I thought. Yeah, the demo was really strange. It was like this sandbox mode where they just kind of gave you a bunch of objectives to do. Um, and- like, hey, go kill four of these things using the silent takedown or something like that. And not really giving you any idea of what the game is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was, it was this, yeah, sort of tiny little... Like a Jurassic Park, where you're in a world with some dino robots, dino bots that you can murder at you know will, hmm. uh, or ride or capture or whatever the fuck. But you were sort of stuck in this one little valley area, and so you didn't get a very good idea of like the scope or scale of the game, and you didn't get a good idea of the nature of the game because when they were playing and on the 4K screen and doing the demo um, they were like doing all this talking talking quests related shit and like there's clearly heavy witcher influences but none of this came across in the demo hmm. in the demo it was just yeah there's some dinosaurs why don't you kill them and it's like well like cool like fucking yeah of course but uh why wouldn't you show us the game properly? I don't know. It was just weird. Weirds me. Yeah. I don't yeah, I, I actually didn't play much of it. Yeah. Um, only because I kind of jumped in. Yep. And was like, oh, okay. That's a bit strange. Uh, so I killed a couple of the dinosaurs, robot dinosaurs, which, you know, that part's really fun. Like having um, all these different weapons that you can kind of use and then this like shredding type mechanic where their armor kind of peels off as you do damage to them. Um, and then kind of like taking apart their limbs and, and, and going through enemies that way is, is really satisfying. Uh, but other than that, like once I'd done that a bunch of times and saw a different, um, a different range of the, the robots they've got, which are really cool designs as well. They, I think they have some interesting things in there, but yeah, it was just like, this is, not what I really want to do. I, I'd rather be doing some like a mission, yeah. Not um, you know, not doing some special takedown that I don't really know how to do because I've just picked up this game right now. 
Yep. Um, yeah, and as I was kind of off exploring, it told me I was leaving the mission area, and if I kept going, like restart the demo. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I was like, well, all right, I'm done. I'll wait for this just to come out. It looks pretty. Um, yeah. Looks super pretty, but yeah, just I don't know. Like, yeah, it felt really good to play. Uh, like, felt really good being able to like tether the dinosaurs to the ground and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I just felt like I didn't really get a decent idea of the game. Um, um, what else was there? Dr- Drive Club VR was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. Weird. Holy shit. Like, I mean, Drive Club has the capacity to really ramp up the simulation aspect. It's never going to be fucking R Factor, but it, it, it is able to really lean in on the simulation concept. Mm-hmm. Um they, for whatever reason, had really leaned in on none of these people can fucking drive. And so here it had like it didn't just have braking assist, which it shouldn't. I, I don't appreciate uh, generally. I'll, I'll use ABS in cars that have ABS, mm-hmm. but generally I'll turn all braking assists off in games. It had fucking steering assists and fuck steering assists. You might as well not even be driving. Like, that's ridiculous. This isn't like, when we're talking steering assists, I'm not talking like uh, counter steering technology that's able to, like, stop you from fucking crashing or whatever that they put in state-of-the-art Volvos and shit. We're talking about it's turning for you and even if you're turning hard the other direction, the game will not turn that way until you reach some sort of fucking threshold where it's like, oh, you must really, really, really want to turn the wrong way at this point. Uh, it was it was fucking annoying, man. Like I, I don't like that. I really don't like that. I didn't mind. Like I actually enjoyed the demo, but I hate the idea that I'm not actually in control of a fucking car because that's literally the fucking purpose of a car game is to put you in control of some fucking sweet car that you're never going to get to drive in real life, right? Yeah. Especially when they've got this entire rig set up of like, and like a racing chair, pedals, a steering wheel, and the VR headset. Yeah, you, yeah. Like they, they put together the, the entire fucking uh, rig, Right, and so you have to get into this fucking seat and get ready and like adjust your fucking distance and all this kind of shit, and then suddenly, oh, and you put the fucking headset on, the head-mounted device on, and then you uh chuck some headphones on, and f- you are fucking in that world, and then suddenly, like fucking, th- it took me three corners because I w- before I was certain. It was doing something fucky, and yeah, it was it was disappointing because uh, it felt like you didn't really need to do anything. You were just sort of along for the ride. Then it's a mistake. It's a huge mistake to to demo a game in that way. You should go full simulation if you can. Yeah, uh, if if you're going to show that shit off, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, but man, what a weird experience! Like sitting in that chair. Um, I. And- it was strange. <laughs> I was 100% immersed. Yeah. I thought someone, I thought you guys were standing behind me fucking with my chair at one point. Because I thought, or or the chair had actuators in it to move it. Yeah. Because uh, it feels like the chair's moving. 
it feels like you're like yeah affected by fucking g-forces and shit it mm. throws the fuck out of you yeah it's crazy because i remember at one stage well that first lap i was just completely out of whack like my body didn't know what was going on uh and i was scared i was going to go flying out of the chair yeah because my my body was reacting as if uh like there was no there was no forces behind it like i'm turning this corner i should be feeling something but i'm not and so i had this like i was when i was going around the right hand turn i felt like i was going to go flying out of the seat to the left so my body was like trying to put itself towards the right a bit more um yeah it was this really strange sensation that took a good it's probably about a lap before i was felt comfortable in the chair um and kind of the same thing you were saying, where it's like the chair felt like it was moving. And I guess that's because my my body and my mind was trying to um, sink itself as to why I couldn't feel anything on, you know, any uh, anything on my body when I was going around a corner, um, which is kind of what made it really strange. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but after that second or third lap, I was fine. It felt pretty good, but I, I don't know. I just guess, I guess because I've never done something like that before in VR, it just took a little while to get used to. Yeah, man. Um, I've, I've done racing games before in VR and I don't know. It's never thrown me like that. I think it's a testament to the, I, I had concerns about the PSVR and whether or not it would work for presence, but those concerns are gone now. If that fucking if Drive Club, while still fucking up its simulation aspects, can make me feel like that, then fuck me. It's it, they they've nailed its presence. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, because like you're expecting some sort of inertia when you're driving, but because they're just kind of just sitting in a chair, yeah, that's not there. That's when your mind starts to play tricks on you, and I guess yep. that's where that's where that feeling of the chair moving and or being thrown out of the chair kind of starts to worry you a bit yeah absolutely yeah um but i'll tell you what like just it completely changes up the way you play that game as well because i was there's someone who drives a lot um it, it makes your surroundings really easier to like kind of navigate because i was checking like blind spots yeah. checking my mirrors um and usually, you know, you play a racing game and you hit the, I don't know, one of the, the buttons to kind of look behind you and, and flick it back. But this, rather than like doing quick turns with my head, I would just use my eyes to glance up uh, or glance up in the mirror and see what was in my review mirror or glance yep. to my left and look at my side mirror. Um, and if I was going around the corner, maybe I'd turn my head and look to the right and see what was next to me. But that sort of stuff you can't really do. Uh, in most in most racing games, like kind of get a sense of awareness of what's around you, which is mm-hmm. really really cool. Uh, and I quite enjoyed, you know, playing it that way. Um, I'm not usually the type of person that likes playing games in first person for racing um, racing games. Yep. I'll play third third car, <laughs> uh, yeah. like looking on top and behind you. And I guess if you've got that ability, kind of. Um, to kind of play in that view and look around, I definitely consider it because um, I think it, it definitely like has a it's a better experience for me than than what it does. Uh, yeah, playing it you, like in the normal aspect. 
So, yeah, I don't know. I was all for it. I was, I was having a lot of fun with it. Other than the point, like you brought up, where the assists were on there. I didn't notice it too much in the steering, more or less the braking. Like going into a corner and having my foot still on the the um, the um pedal and it slowing down. I was like, what the fuck? Yep. Yeah, that was quite off-putting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's not breaking. That's not ABS, right? That's no. fucking. That's breaking for you. And that's that's you're going too quick. You need to slow down around this corner. But yeah, right, and, well, it's, and it's like, well, yeah, let, let me find that out myself, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, one of the things I noticed with this game, and there was another game I played. Um, I can't remember what it was, but uh, another PSVR game. Um, it's it, it's like it limits you to it doesn't limit you mm. but uh when you try to escape the boundaries of the thing you're supposed to be in it like inhibits you for a moment did you did you try and stick your head out the window or no you i saw you try and do that uh and i thought it was working because <laughs> i was like where's he going well it did it did it worked for like it works yeah. but for a second, it was like I had to push my head through the window or something. It was like there was a, f- a boundary because it stuck for a second. And then suddenly my head was out the window. I'm like, oh, okay. That was weird. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if, like, I don't know. That, that's weird because there was another game that I played that did that. Um, I think it was uh, I think it was Riggs. Yeah. Was it that you were maybe not putting your head out the window, but you were hitting the roof? And that's a problem. Could have been. Um, <laughs> still weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think Riggs did the same thing when I tried to stick my head out the window and look around the robot. Um, it's weird, man. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's like a common thing or just a weird glitchy bug they had or if, any, if it's even something at all, if it wasn't just something I, ma- I imagined. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, that was definitely a cool experience. Um, did you play Luge? I did not. Oh, I played okay. Batman VR and Riggs VR and Eve, the other, the Eve one, whatever it's called. I don't know what that is. The yeah. Valkyrie. Valkyrie, that's it. Yeah. We've yeah. done that before with um, Oculus, right? And when I did it on Oculus, it was significantly better. Mm. I don't know. They must have made the AI dumb as fuck for the demo or something because it was dog shit. I finished the demo in like fucking ninety seconds. <laughs> yeah. They like all lined up, all all the enemies that I was supposed to kill before the end of the demo, all lined up and just filed into my fucking laser file. That was fucking shit. Uh, but yeah. So yes, I played Briggs in Batman. Uh, you played Luge. So what? You're losing? I, I take it. Yeah, it was like, like street, street Luge. Yeah. Um, so they had this setup of a beanbag sitting on the floor. Uh, where you would not exactly lie down, but just, you know, sit and have your legs out type thing. Yeah. And then um, and they had a fan to immerse you, to pretend like you were going down a, a hill. Um, basically, the idea is in the VR headset, you're, you're lying down on this stupid skateboard type thing, luge, uh, and you're avoiding obstacles as you go down the hill. Uh, and the way you maneuver yourself is by just tilting your head. So it only uses the um, the, the VR headset. Mm. And I think it's part of their, like, they've got a, I think it's called, like, Open Worlds or something, or... Oh, like the demo they've yeah, got. Yeah, k- kind of like a, just a bunch of mini game type 
things yep. that they're showing in the segment. I prefer um, to think of it as a de- demo disc. I know it's not on disc, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, classic. Yeah, PlayStation so that, demo disc. They should distribute it with official PlayStation magazine. That's not a thing, is it still. Yeah, there's still official PlayStation <laughs> magazine. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. What a hater. Um, yeah. So you would kind of like tilt your head to one side to to turn. Yeah. Uh, and then also there were different obstacles and like cars and trucks and uh, traffic cones and just different things I'd throw at you. Uh, there was one moment in the demo. Have you seen uh, Final Destination 2, I think, where that truck, it's carrying a bunch of logs and it kind of just goes yes. bonkers and logs go everywhere. Yep. There's like a bit of that in the game where this truck just loses its logs and you've got to avoid all the logs. Um, cool. But otherwise- you can kind of just go through cars and trucks and you kind of just, it makes them invisible. You slow down. So you're not exactly hitting them. Uh, that sucks. Um, yeah. But otherwise it was a bit strange. Like you could get this feeling of going quite quickly. And as you would go past um, different things, like this rush of air would, would go through the headphones. Yeah. Uh, and it sounded cool like that, but the demo wasn't set up particularly well for my, uh, for my session so my legs were not straight to where my legs were oh, and okay. that was really off-putting um it was like 30 degrees to the left <laughs> so it was kind of wonky but yeah um still some cool things in there and it was it was a bit of fun but not the best ex- demo i've had of using that stuff so yeah i was just curious mm. to see what someone else would say because um i don't really know anyone else that did that one so yeah, sure sorry. Just my experience, or if everybody had something similar, but yeah, no, didn't do it. What about Until Dawn? Yeah, Until Dawn was cool. It's yeah. a um, I I have no idea what it has to do with the original game. Until Dawn is the uh, like adventure game they brought out. Was it last year? Yeah, last yep. year. Uh, where you kind of go through this horror narrative and you make all these choices, and depending on the choices you make, the game kind of changes and. Uh, it's got Mr. Robot in it and um, Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Uh, a bunch of other people that I can't really remember off the top of my head, but yeah. Um, but this game is like a spin off that has, from what I could tell, absolutely nothing to do with that. I don't know why they fucking put the name on there um, other than for marketing, maybe. But right. Yes, really strange. I don't really So get Mr. It. Robot Dude isn't in it? Not that I saw. That's pointless, right? <laughs> yeah. So you kind of start off, and there's this, um, there's this like dude that's telling you, oh, "We're going into this uh, this area, and there's monsters," and kind of giving you this rundown of what's going to happen. And you're pretty much seated in an on rail situation uh, in a in a roller coaster, and you put on the VR headset. You can look around, and also they give you uh, two guns, which uses the motion controls um, for move. And so each one in in your your left hand, one in the right hand, and you can kind of move these around and it tracks where you're pointing. So that's what you used to shoot with. Uh, so you can dual wield, which is really, really cool. Okay. And basically, um, you sit on this roller coaster and you go around shooting stuff. So it's like your uh, time cop, not time cop, time crisis type, yeah. type game, so, but you're in a roller sure. coaster and you can look around using your head. And um, your guns pretty much just follow your hand movements, which is awesome. A lot of fun. 
And uh, the guns in this particular game had lights attached to them to kind of make it more atmospheric and and because it, it's very dark, you can't really see what's going on in some 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 areas, and you have to use the torches on the um on the guns to kind of light up what's in front of you so you can see what's coming at you, and sometimes things will kind of just run at you and come out of middle of nowhere and it's supposed to be scary, but I don't really yeah. have too much of that happen. Uh, right. You're probably a better um, target audience for try that on i would assume um but i really like just holding the guns and and flicking them around and doing you know weird shit and using the light to light certain areas like they're really responsive and they look cool in the game like i didn't feel like it was laggy at all like it seemed pretty accurate uh that was really fun and then just like doing crazy shit like uh (laughs) like just having two shotguns in my hand and using my right hand and pointing it over to the left and like, like cross firing, crossing my arms and shooting stuff and reloading with one hand and shooting with the other or yeah, just doing really cool things with, with, um, with the weapons in the game. But otherwise, like, I don't, I don't really know what that game is at the moment, whether or not it's just a series of those type of events where you're going through this roller coaster shooting stuff and shooting bosses. But, um, and then what that has to do with the original Until Dawn, I'm not sure. But what I played was fun. I'll put it yeah. that way. <laughs> uh, whether or not it's a full price game and how much that will be, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Because you'd have to have two of those move controls as well for it to work well, I feel like. And that's a lot of, a lot of money to fork out for um, for if it's a short experience. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But that was fun. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I feel like you would have had more fun on that than you did with Batman. Yeah. I was disappointed with Batman. I'll be honest. Everyone talked it up like it was, like, fucking amazing. And, oh, my God, you're the Batman. And all this kind of shit. But it didn't. It just didn't work for me. I mean, fucking... You go down an elevator. Like, the, the concept of, like, you know being bruce wayne and then becoming batman is obviously appealing and it's something that i've even like fucking talked about at length when uh it happened in arkham city but the way they did it in this was just like to put on the bat so you just sort of grab it and then thrust it into your chest and then suddenly you're in the fucking bat suit and then you like put the gauntlets on and to put the fucking helmet on, you don't even like you don't have to fucking lift it up and put it on. You just sort of lift it towards your face and like I don't know that shit. Yeah, there's like you throw batarangs, but they find their target no matter what. So there's no like skill shot there. Mm. And yeah, I don't know, just sort of very underwhelming in my opinion. Um, but like, what's I the did- game? Or is it, I don't know. or is there no game? It's just like showing off their VR tech. <clears throat> No, no, apparently it's like a detective game um, where you detect shit, I guess, but so I assume an adventure game. Um, but yeah, like you don't get to see any of that in the demo. They keep traipsing around everywhere. You just fucking, or you, it ends the almost directly after you put on the bat suit. That's just shit-tastic. Yeah. I don't know. I was very, very disappointed with it because I fucking, I wound up waiting like fucking 25 minutes to play it because mm. these two D-bags in front of me kept like, oh, can I have another go? Oh, can I do it again? 
And like, yeah, motherfucker, like people are waiting. Okay, motherfucker, it takes five minutes. Just you've already done it. You put on the fucking suit. You didn't even really put on the suit. Just fucking get out. Okay, I've got other shit to play. Uh, and by the time, you know, didn't help that by the time I'd finally finished, uh, they'd run out of beer, which was another disappointment. <laughs> um, so yeah, hmm. uh, Batman VR. Yeah, my, looking um, good so far. Yeah, Nate kind of said not to do it. So I was yep. like, all right, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, and Riggs VR. Uh, Riggs is pretty cool, actually. Um, it's, a, it's a sort of... Well, it's a... I don't know how to describe it. It's a mixture between Quake and basketball. I guess okay. you got this ring in the center, right? And uh, once you get three kills, if you jump through the ring in the center without dying, um, you score a point for your team. Okay. And so it's this game of racking up kills, uh, staying alive, and then making your way to the center to score points with maximum efficiency. But the entire time you do that, you're in a robot mech. And you can look around, like, as, uh, you know, with the VR headset on and all that kind of shit. And it's cool. Uh, you sort of aim by looking, which I think is a dumb mechanic, but uh, it's sort of pivotal to the way the game works. Like, you you turn and face your enemy, and, as, and then you look directly at them to track them. Uh, but I think, personally, that that is desperately unintuitive uh because that's not how people work like uh if you think um how do i put this like i don't know badasses in like movies and shit right they will shoot someone without looking mm-hmm. right or no fuck basketball let's let's go to back, back to basketball right like it's not like obviously it helps to shoot and look at what you're shooting at right and there's a form that you want to keep to right mm-hmm. but shooting in rigs like shooting another robot in rigs isn't the act of shooting the basketball the act of shooting the basketball is jumping through the fucking hoop right shooting another robot in rigs that is a pass. And yep. people no look pass all the fucking time. And it is a helpful thing to do. Like it's not necessarily sorry, not helpful, but it's a it's a high skill maneuver. But if you have to look at people have to look at people directly the entire time, I mean, you would I personally would think that the power of VR is to to disconnect the player's viewpoint from their aim point, mm-hmm. right? Like when I play Daisy, uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite things about the game, and it's really dumb, but I think it sorry, uh, I think it adds so much to the uh, quality and the immersion that you feel in the game is the ability to look around to turn your head. If you hold down on Alt and move the mouse button, you will turn your head without turning your entire body, which is unbelievably important if you've lined yourself up as a sniper already overlooking Electro or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. 
it's disconnected looking from aiming. So one of the, you know, obviously in a game like Quake, you have to look where you aim. You have to look at someone you want to die and you have to track them with your head at all times. But one of the things I'd hope that VR would give us the ability to do is the ability to disconnect those two things. And uh, instead, Riggs sort of inextricably ties them together in a way like that's even more critical than it ever has been before because it's not enough to orient yourself in their general direction you have to fucking look at them as well um so i don't know it's cool it's a cool game you're in robots and shit like that but yeah i just Um, don't i I don't agree with the fucking basic design philosophy of the game so yeah with the movement and looking yeah yeah that that brings up yeah something else that did you play uh resident evil there or you've played that recently though right uh my squealing video yeah yeah was that um was that the same demo they had at uh eb expo i don't know i didn't do the one at eb expo but uh i presume it was it's one with like the lady walking around a house yes yeah so i watched um the GameSpot did a video today uh, oh yeah zarine and jess of their house of horrors through yeah um and the thing that I noticed in that is the the vision was very, like, disjointed. Like, it seemed like they were using the controller, but also, uh, like, where they were looking kind of made this, like, jittery feeling about it. It was super strange. Uh, I don't know about jittery. Um, it did this weird thing where you could, well, to turn around... Um, so you'd move with the left stick and then to turn corners, like orient your body, you would, um, you'd turn, like flick the thumbstick and you'd turn like 30 degrees to the left. Okay. And so you weren't really like turning Hmm. properly, I guess. It wasn't the same sort of turning. Uh, it's not like you just you'd be able to swing around or anything like that. You won't be able to turn on the spot because you don't move the full 360 degrees. You move 30 degree chunk, 30 degree chunk. Yeah. And as there is, and, and I think one of the, like one of the things they did to, I don't know, uh, restrict you is that they made, I mean, your head still moves one to one, but yeah, because you can't turn like your body does, uh, your head does, you sort of you can look behind you while still not being able to move as agilely. I guess that's a weird. That's a weird one. They, I, I don't agree with that. Like, what's what's the point of trapping me in the first person perspective and then forcing me to fucking turn at thirty degree increments? Yeah, like it's the fucking nineteen eighties or some shit. Like three hundred and sixty degrees of motion fucking exists. Yeah, and it just makes it look really disjointed. I, yeah. I just couldn't like as I was watching, I couldn't work out what was going on, and the only thing I could think of was that the the um like you would still move around like a first person game, but yep. it was also your vision was also tracking as well, and they were kind of combating each other. Um, but yeah, I guess you saying that kind of makes a bit more sense now. Yeah, it was weird. Weird. That looks really cool. That demo though. Uh yeah, it was pretty cool. Just yeah. other than the um, that weird jumping around thing with the vision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't... I got asked to play it. I was like, no, I'm good. 
Yeah. I don't want to make a dick of myself. Uh, yeah, because I heard- Because I'd saw- I seen your video- Yep. Um, when- I think you posted it like two days before or something like that. Or a couple days before. And then as I was in- As I was- As I walked in there, um, I think Patch was asking me, Oh, did you want to jump on? And someone was screaming. I think it was Jess. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm good. So, <laughs> I'm fine. I'll just- uh, I'll. I'll be over here if you need me. Um, also, we had coverage on the site already, so I didn't need to put my through myself through that. <laughs> what a weenus. Yeah. Should have done it. No, nah, I'm, I'm good. Oh. I'm usually pretty good with horror stuff, but I don't know. If, I, just, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to go that deep into that stuff yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what's next? I think that's all the VR stuff. Like, what did you- That is, that what, is all the VR of? stuff. Because that's out really soon. I, th- I, I my, my position is still, I will get a PlayStation VR um, as my primary and probably sole VR headset until the Crisis. Vive hits Series 2, I think. Because I want, I want, I don't want to get the first version of the Vive. I don't want to get the first. Ver- I don't want to outlay fucking sixteen hundred bucks on the first version of that when yeah. I know for a fact the second set of version is going to be much better, probably cheaper because I'll have refined the manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, PSVR is at this point my my plan. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I think it's going to depend. I'm going to have to wait and see. Make sure they've got some- Some games. Some games I really want. Yeah. But yeah, I was I, I was impressed with the PSVR a lot more than I had been previously. But yeah, unless there's some games that I absolutely 100% feel like I need to play. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to get one just to say I've got VR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll keep going then. Stuff that's not VR. Stuff that's not VR. South Park. Go. South Park. Did you play this? I played it in Germany. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if it's the same demo. It's basically one where you start off as seen pretty early on. Uh, you pick kind of your um, your character, your superhero, because um, this is like based around uh, South Park. The fractured butthole is based on superheroes. Yep. Uh, the first one was around, like, RPGs, um, like, uh, mages and knights and that sort of stuff. This one is, yeah, superheroes. Um, and I picked the only one that was available to me, which was, I think, the Speedster. There was, like, four or five different options you could kind of choose, um, but they were all locked out. So, I picked that one, and then you go around and do a couple things within the South Park world. Um, but mainly, I guess the big thing that they were showing off was the combat system. Um, mm-hmm. the last one was pretty much just kind of like a turn based, uh, you kind of do your move and, and then it, it kind of relays and goes from there. Whereas this one is like a 3d, uh, landscape. So your positioning kind of makes, makes a difference of where you're standing in the combat. Uh, and I think it's really good. The improvement they've they've made on that is completely changes the gameplay of it. And um, like the rest of the stuff is is seems solid. Like the thing I liked about the first South Park was the writing, uh, and I thought the story was awesome. Uh, I didn't have any problems really with the combat. I, I 
quite enjoyed it, but this seems like a step up and, and more of what I liked about the first one, but improvements, which is really cool. Um, so I'm quite happy they've, they've made this sequel because there was talks of them that were pretty much done when they uh, released this first one. They didn't seem like they were going to do another one, but yeah, I'm super pumped for this now, having played it and, and um, gone through some of those, those small little tasks that I was given in the game. Uh, seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely can recommend it. Like I had a lot of fun playing that. Man, yeah, I'm I'm fucking excited for it um at this point. Uh I I really enjoyed what I played in uh Germany and it seems like they yeah, they're nailing it again. They've got the tone of the first game and obviously and like of course, of course they do cuz they've gotten the tone right for fucking years now, but yeah. I'm uh I'm excited. Yeah, like there's this whole backstory they do of like of your character and you know him hearing his mother screaming in the middle of the night and you getting up and there's some robbers in your house. Yep. You take out the two first two robbers and then the third one like the boss comes out from the toilet. And he's talking about how like he's done this giant shit in the, in the bathroom and how he's going to flush you down next and uh yeah, it's just some really funny writing in there. And I think the changes to the combat are really smart because um, it, it allows you to do more things and it means you've got to think a bit more rather than just looking at, you know, what's on the, the field and say, all right, I'm going to kill this guy and then focus on this guy. Like, your positioning now matters, um, which is really interesting. Yeah, super super excited for that game. A bit disappointed that it's not coming out this year. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, happy to wait. It's an awesome time for it to come out, which is early, early next year, because it means I'll be dedicated just to playing that and getting that out of the way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Dishonored Two was oh, this was at a something else, right? This was at, well, it was playable at EBX. It was actually. Yes. Um, did you play it? No, I didn't. I oh, should have. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, you should have. <laughs> Uh, I got I got to play it for three hours. Yep. At a uh, at an event uh, at the fucking Intercontinental because they don't fucking they don't fuck around Bethesda. That's some swanky digs. Um, so there was just a bunch of PCs set up in this one room uh, in the Intercontinental in the boardroom, uh, obviously a conference room, um, and uh, yeah. Uh, I just actually I'd played For Honor earlier that day, and me and Nate had gone and gotten some sweet fucking burgers from a place around the corner from Ubisoft. Uh, if you're in Sydney, if you're in Ultimo in Sydney, uh, you should go to Pub Life Kitchen. I think I've talked about it before, uh, but uh, it's awesome. Like those burgers are fucking so good, and like straight up on the menu. They they write uh that they 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 don't care what the law says mm. they'll cook burgers medium uh, until they actually get fined for it. Uh, lots of places are no longer cooking their burgers medium, which is depressing. Um, a medium, but uh, you got to have a burger medium anyway. Uh, I'm digressing anyway. So we canned on a bit. I was a I don't know. I'd had a bit to drink by the time I showed up at Dishonored. Uh, and because, uh, well, you know, it's from 12 to 3 and I'm just drinking the whole time. Come on. Do me a favor. Uh, show up. 
get into it. And uh, they're like, yeah, so you're going to go into the clockwork mansion and uh, be sure to explore as much as you can. You've got three hours, uh, so you want to take about one and a half hours per character because you get to play as both Corvo and Emily. Uh, so, yeah, don't, you know, don't feel like you have to rush. You've got plenty of time. And I'm like, cool. And we jump in. And I immediately, instead of going into the Clockwork Mansion, uh, I turned around and went back the, the opposite direction from the mansion. And this demo included a crazy amount of game, of the game, uh, that I was able to get to just by fucking around and going in the opposite direction from the demo itself, uh, which is fucking awesome. Um, across the other way, I was able to get, like, upgrades and shit like that, like um, the fucking the modifiers that you're able to find around the world, blood somethings or blood stones or something. Um, I was able to find a bunch of those and, like, augment my fucking uh, character so that, I was playing as Corvo first, um, so he was able to uh, jump, uh, re- regen more mana and shit like that. Um, so that was fucking cool. Uh, experimented with murdering people because, I mean, I like to put on airs and pretend like I'm not going to murder everyone in these games and I'm going to go for the low chaos option, but the reality is the moment I fuck up, and I've had enough of reloading that save game to try and perf- uh, get the perfect run. I'm just going to go on a killing spree. And once I kill everyone in one level, I'm going to kill everyone in every level. It's done. It's done. So, so I don't know who I'm fucking fooling here. I'm just going to like straight up. Everyone's going to die pretty much every single time. So I uh, admitted this to myself. And, uh, yeah, tried to creatively murder people, threw them into walls of light that I'd uh, changed the friend or foe mechanism on, like, to identify me as friendly and everyone else is not friendly. And, yeah, just fucked around a bunch, which was cool. Uh, the, you know, obviously, the one of the great things about Dishonored is the way it allows you to play within its world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that amazing sense of giving you a bunch of systems and then asking you to see what you can do with them and not like restricting you. I, I, I made a video and if you haven't watched it on YouTube, you should go check it out. Um, but one of the things I talk about in it is uh, there's a solution to a puzzle uh, and it's actually critical to the, the mission. And uh, the solution is actually really simple, but uh, I solved it in a more complex and more idiotic manner. Um, And the game didn't stop me. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, you can't do that. No, no, that doesn't work, so you can't do it. It was just like, congratulations. Uh, You're going to actually have to solve the puzzle to get out of here now. But, yeah, good for you. Do, like, do you do you, man. Like, that's how you want to solve this puzzle. Fucking, you solved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of other games would just be like, yeah, you can't do that. Invisible wall. No. Nah. That's, 
And I, I think that's the brilliant thing about Dishonored. That's the brilliant thing about game. Like, that's one of the things that I find happens a lot in games that I love is that capacity for unexpected brilliance. And, like, when I say brilliance, obviously I'm being ex- extremely generous to myself. Uh, it's more like the capacity to fucking Mr. Magoo your way through a fucking level and still come out, if not on top, slightly ahead. I think that's fucking awesome. Um, and Sonic 2 does it so fucking well. And I got to play as Emily, and um, her fucking... She's got some just dastardly powers. They're crazy. Like, her, uh, she grabs and pulls herself across. Uh, it's, I think it's Far Reach. Uh, and it's basically her version of Blink, that Corvo has, but uh, instead of teleporting, she yeah she like gra- like grabs through the nether world and drags herself somewhere. She has so much more range than Corvo; it's crazy because she actually maintains momentum as she drags herself across, and so as a result, you're able to make a lot more ground as her, uh, and it just like it wound up. Meaning that as Corvo, you feel a little bit less capable than Emily, your daughter. Hmm. And that's pretty weird. It's it's a little bit weird. Like, you feel... Oh, and she's like a fucking murder god. Like, one, she's got this ability to link people together. Uh, link their fates together. And when their fates are linked together, um, anything that happens to them... Like, it ha- like, if you fucking throw one of them off a fucking building, they all go straight off the fucking building. Uh, if you knock one of them out, they all get knocked out. If you throw one of them into a, a wall of light, they all evaporate. They all uh, disappear. Disintegrate, I suppose, not evaporate. Um, it's, it's awesome. Like, that's crazy. Uh, it seems way overpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... I know you, you feel so powerful as her, and then, yeah, you. I I was able to do all kinds of shit. Um, I managed to. She got this shadow walk where she goes super stealthy, but I uh, also found I found a rune as I was exploring and allowed me to travel through the rats tunnels. So yep. I was able to use those to get past uh, obstacles that I don't think anyone else in my PlayStation uh, play session managed to get past. Because it required, A, knowing where it was, uh, the combination of rune upgrades that you had to find those rune upgrades. uh, And, yeah, I don't think anyone else did it. Um, It was fucking awesome. Just the ability to go places that nobody else would think to go. I mean, you didn't even have to go there. Uh, It was just like a shortcut to your final objective, but it... You know, it made a few more things available, and it was just fucking cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm in love. I c- it's literally it's my most anticipated game of this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if it takes on Dark Souls three for game of the year. Well, like, what else is there that's coming out this year? Nothing. <laughs> Mafia is Mafia this yeah. week. That is this week. Um, Battlefield. 
I, I think I'll play a lot of Battlefield, but I don't think it's going to be game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 dishonored. Yeah. Versus Dark Souls three, in, like for me, at this point, I'm, I'm well open to being surprised. But uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah. So what's I'm, the what's the bit. deal with um the two characters? Is it you choose who you want to play as, or are there certain situations where you kind of given one and you have to? to choose them like how does that play work? through the entire game as corvo or emily and you can choose to play through the entire game as the other if you like okay hmm. um so yeah it's it's purely a choice thing according to harvey smith um it's you're only going to get the entirety of the um story if you play through the entire game as both of them hmm but yeah fair enough cool yeah excited um yeah I'm keen to check that out when it comes out uh you played some Zelda I did play some Zelda um what do we call it here something or other um Breath of the Wind (laughs) yep tell you what if uh, this was coming out this year, <laughs> John had two would have some fucking heavy duty competition. Uh, I am in love with this game. It is fucking goofy, man. It is goofy. It is so clearly what's happened. I think, in my opinion, uh, clearly what's happened is uh, like too often. I guess you look at games like Darksiders uh, and uh, there was another game recently uh, that sort of ate the Zelda Vania, Metroidvania type thing. Um, Darksiders was my, I don't know, uh, my favorite 3D. Batman? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Uh, My favorite 3D Zelda game though uh, is Darksiders. I think it, you know, it combines fantasy and that sort of Metroidvania and uh, light RPG and all that kind of shit um, together in a way that I find the most palatable. And I love Ocarina of Time, but I only, I only really played it uh, on 3DS because my twin brother, uh, the 64 was his mm. and he was a bit of a dick about it. So, uh, <laughs> like, it's just one of those things, right? Like, to me, Zelda doesn't hold that sort of grip on me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've always been able to recognize that they are pushing shit in interesting directions. And the things that they're doing in Breath of the Wind, they're not necessarily new, but they're combining them in fascinating ways. And I cannot wait for the Western world to see them succeed and ate them in ways that are as at least as interesting. So things like like it's it's an open world adventure, fucking do whatever the fuck you want game. Like um, I was rolling around. The, the The worst thing about it was that it had inverted controls, and I could they did not have the ability to change that. So I fucking spent the first I don't know ten minutes of my demo, my forty minute demo struggling to even fucking look anywhere uh and then eventually i I felt okay about it but 
you like you roll around this fucking game world just like doing whatever you want you like chop down trees you uh you can make a fire you can start a fire i I found this fucking fire wand and started a fire in some fucking grass Hmm. and the wind propagated the fire and lit up some fucking explosive barrels and murdered some goblin dudes like that that was a chain reaction that was just like a fucking systemic chain reaction um which as i just said in dishonored uh is what i'm all about like fucking the ability to play around in a game world and see what happens and that's exactly what zelda appears to be about they're just trying to dump a shitload of systems together and see what you can come up with and i stumbled across this fucking rock monster thing out of nothing and it was just it fucked me up it was just like yeah you're dead motherfucker Hmm. i cackled like a child it was fucking hilarious it's like I, i don't know man it's i would not want to be coming out near zelda because you're gonna get fucking reamed it's not gonna go well for you i think if you're releasing a game around the same time as Zelda next year. Uh, it's, yeah, there's, I don't know. There's just so much going on, man. Like, mm. and it was so much more than I expected. Like, I've been excited about it previously, but yeah, it's just, fuck. Holy shit, man. So cool. Have you got a Wii U? Yes. Oh, okay. That's all right, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to buy an NX. I can play this on Wii U. But they're uh, not coming out at the same time, though, right? Like, the NX... And- they're supposed to, aren't they? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Because this is supposed to be coming out, um, yeah, next year. They haven't even said what the NX is. True. Maybe they do the Apple thing of announcing it and then releasing it or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Another thing that happened, uh, I fucking, I smashed a goblin over on his ass and he dropped his weapons Mm -hmm. and he had to go back and get his weapons before he could attack me. And so while he was scrambling about to get his sword, I shot him in his fucking brain with an arrow. That was fucking cool as balls. Mm. Like your weapons break, uh, there's heat and cold management shit uh like water you can use water to put out fires which like it's all shit that you've seen a bunch before right stamina management you can drown if you run out of stamina while swimming yeah um so yeah none of this shit is like new but they put it in a zelda game (laughs) they put it all together it's in a fucking zelda game it's in this charming world um and yeah Holy shit. If it had multiplayer, I'd probably never fucking stop. I'd probably only play that for the rest of eternity. What if it does? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to have to sign up for Nintendo's bullshit fucking YouTube program, <laughs> aren't I? Yeah. Give so me your 13-digit code, Job. Yeah. Uh, it's so I can rob people of their fucking rupees or whatever the fuck. Their pots and pants. <laughs> um, the friendly gentleman bandit man strikes again. Exactly. Zelda. Give me all your rupees or your empty hearts. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, awesome. So awesome. I'm so fucking excited for it. Cool. Yep. Uh, what else is here? For Honor. For Honor. Yeah. I think I've talked about this before. Me and Nate have talked about it before. Yeah, but you guys didn't like it, right? We didn't like it. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Because I remember they did like an open beta or a closed beta recently. And I was watching some Twitch on it. And I thought it looked kind of cool. And then I asked you guys. And you guys were like, nah, it's, it's trash. It's trash, oh, yeah. Okay. So, Fair we enough. played it in games uh, at Gamescom. Yeah. And it was just, it was just gang fights. Like, not gang beasts, which is fucking amazing and hilarious. Gang fights where you and a friend, if you and a friend team up, run around together and just, like, double tag team motherfuckers, they die. They crumple in moments. Yeah. Um, they've done some significant balancing since then uh, to, yeah, like, de-incentivize that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's still it's still a perfectly viable technique but you need to manage a lot more stuff now while you're playing a game like uh, a mode like dominion which is the four player thing where you get to team up and murder people um it's you've got a lot more stuff that you need to keep managed so it's not as viable to just team up as teams of two and run around places because like in theory that means that if you've got two guys running around doing something together the other team's got an extra person doing objectives, right? Exactly. But the like that that is the theory, but more too often the reality is that uh, all that's happened is as a two person duo, you've found one person alone, ganked them, and so the other team is down a person yeah. for fifteen seconds and they don't like so yeah. They're actually just significantly disadvantaged. This is my problem with the game, right? So one of the things I was saying they've done to disincentivize uh, gang fights is um, is they've made kills worth a lot less if uh, you are teaming up. Yeah, you just split the experience. Is there any, like, XP or something? Yeah, there's, like, a kill streak type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the kills are worth sweet fuck all anyway. Like hero kills are worth sweet fuck all anyway, compared to Mm. point capture. So if you capture a point, it's worth a hundred points. If you kill someone, it's worth five. Um, so you're better off. You're still like, if you go two teams of two and you still gank people, you're still going to wind up coming out on top like you won't get as much points from kills but you will get more points because you're getting 100 points for the the cap so yeah like inevitably it's more valuable it's still more valuable for you to gang fight but uh it didn't feel as just lopsided as it did previously uh what i'd like to see them do is add 100% 100% for friendly fire to the game. Because at the moment, you can interrupt a friendly player's combo if you hit them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be annoying, but they don't get really damaged from it. I think there might be a minute amount of damage to it as well. Um, if there was full-blown 100% friendly fire, then you'd have to, like, you'd, you'd be really, really careful when you were gang fighting because if you took down your friend the advantage of gang fighting would be almost 
well, it'd be negated. So it's one of those things where I think that'd be a really easy way for them to fix it. But they're probably worried about trolls and griefers or whatever. So they probably won't do it. Um, yeah, I actually really enjoy it now. We played some jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, jewels is where it's at, in my opinion. I think Dominion is where they're going to go, where they're going to focus for competitive stuff. But jewels is my sort of game. It's basically Bushido Blade. If it had one hit kills, it'd be fucking Bushido Blade all over again. It'd be the deadliest warrior all over again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, instead, it's it's uh, it can take up to, I think, six or seven hits on a person to actually kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I put up a video on... Uh, YouTube of my game against my duel against Nate and you can actually you can watch he gets a awesome combo where he just dismantles me which is really cool um, that looks cool and it look a lot less cool if on the first hit I died but yeah the flip side is I think I never would have engaged him if I didn't feel like I had as much health as I do you know and so in a game like Bushido Blade where it's one or two hit kills, um, yeah, you feel like, I don't know, it's more about the mind games than it is about knowing combos or stamina management or anything like that. And, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still keen to see it, like, to play it. Yeah. See how it feels. Because what I... I haven't played, I've only watched... Uh, it just looked really interesting, the, the, the gameplay. Anyway, because um, it definitely was not on my radar at all, uh, you know, from the stuff I've seen at E3 and and the things they've shown up until like two weeks ago when I was watching some some streams. I thought, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Cluster Truck. Cluster Truck. This is like the indie indie game. Indie game where you jump from truck to truck. Yeah. I've been playing it. I've actually finished it. Cool. Uh, it's cool. Finish. <laughs> it does. Uh, there's like 10, 10 levels and well, 10 worlds and 10 levels in each world. Okay. Um, and yeah, like they generally, they don't take too long. Some of them do. Some of them take ages. Hmm. Uh, the last level was a pain in the dick and it took me forever to work out how to fuck to do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically, it's a, parkour type game except you're on moving trucks the whole time and yeah, like a free running yeah sort of um it's i i think it's good fun um i had a lot of fun with it you like it's all first person based and there's i don't know there's not much more to it than jumping on trucks but uh there are like some powers that you can get as you go along like special powers like the ability to slow down time or um, throw a new truck underneath you or shit like that but uh, a lot of like the basic gameplay loop of jumping on tr- from truck to truck and praying that you actually fucking hit what you're aiming at and don't hit what you're not aiming at is just solid it's just good fun um, yeah there's imaginative levels and uh, some really, really dirty fucking tricks that they pull, <laughs> yeah. Um, to fuck with you, like 
there's a there's a world where everything is fucking lasers and it just sort of at one point one level it just sort of fucking spews lasers fucking everywhere and one of the only reliable ways like you can so you jump on top of trucks right and that's the basic game but uh you can also like hang on the back of a truck for a second for a mere second and if you hang on the back of the truck then uh and the lasers go over then you don't die and so you've got to actually specifically aim for the back of the truck instead of just and it's it's hard enough to aim to land on a fucking truck the whole time um so yeah you're suddenly aiming to hit an even smaller target and shit like that that's just cool um the music i turned the music off and listened to my own music after i don't know one level yeah uh it's it's not bad it's just generic i think yeah uh and it doesn't really add anything to the experience so uh yeah it's just it's yeah like that um yeah it just doesn't have a lot to it i guess um the other thing, oh yeah, I finished it in like six hours as well, which is good. It's fine. I don't, I didn't mind it. Um, the other thing, that's right, Steam it has a Steam Workshop that sort of works, and people are making some pretty interesting levels, which is cool. Uh, yeah. It'll add to the replayability. Hmm. But yeah, um, it also has Twitch integration. Have you seen the video? I did see the <laughs> video of uh, developers fucking with. Some Twitch streamer dude. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh-huh. they were doing all kinds of shit that isn't actually in the game. Yeah, because uh, it's a it's a single player game, and yeah. but it's got like Twitch integration where you can have your viewers vote on certain things that happen in the game, like changing the gravity or slowing things down and whatnot. And they they were like sending him messages within the game, yeah, uh, and changing things on the fly for him, and he was freaking out. <laughs> I thought it was quite quite funny. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, um, uh, how much is it? Um, no idea. I have no idea how much it costs. Uh, Just looking now. Fifteen uh, bucks. Fifteen bucks. Yeah. So I'd say it's worth fifteen bucks. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, next, up. next up, what's next? Next up is. Forza Horizon 3. You've been playing this, I presume, because I I've haven't. I've been playing a lot of this, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so this came out last week, right? Yeah, last week. Um, I've been playing it on the PC. Uh, it took oh, a- does it work? Uh, y- yes, <laughs> it did. <laughs> uh, I bought it through the uh, Windows Store, I guess, um, so I could play it on PC. Uh, fired it up, and it didn't work. <laughs> it's um basically it basically uh it would like lock up or something during the intro video and i was like oh fuck here we go um and i i jumped into the internet and did a quick search and found like a 17 page thread on their forums about people having the exact same problem um uh-huh. turns out it's got something with antivirus and it's stopping you from running something um so I don't think the devs has actually fixed it yet, but somebody figured out some solutions to it. Some people were like, uninstall your antivirus and do all this kind of crap. 
and blah, blah, blah. But one dude found something where you change one of the config files um, and that seems to have fixed it for the moment. So, I'm happy with that. So, uh, I don't know. I was stuffed around with that for like 30 minutes until I finally got up and running. But I was worried there. I was going to have another bad experience with the Windows Store. But otherwise, like, yeah, really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. I've not played um, a Forza game before. Yep. Um, so, I guess my only, like, sports racing game that I play a lot of is, I would say, the Need for Speed games. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of like a mix between your simulated racer, which I guess what the Forza, the, the standard Forza games are, and this is this is a bit more arcadey as well. But still catering towards, like, the, you know, the hardcore audience. Like, there's a lot of tuning you can do and and sort of play around with your car and tinker with it. Um, but it's definitely a bit more, um, you know, fantasy, fantasy-like style stuff in there. Like yeah. stupid things, like jumping over giant giant um, valleys and doing a lot of drifting and just crazy stuff like that. Um, it's not your hardcore racer. Um, but, yeah, basically this one's based in Australia. Uh, where you'll be driving around in this map, which doesn't make any sense at all. You've got places like Byron Bay that are connected next to uh, the outback and up towards the Gold Coast. Um, I don't know why Byron Bay is in there. <laughs> I don't know why the Yarra Valley is in there. Um, just some weird, weird things like that. Like, like who made that phone call that was down in Australia? And said, you know, tell us some landmarks. And somebody said, Byron Bay. Um, yeah. Maybe just as a troll. And <laughs> they didn't get it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as you play this game, you're kind of unlocking all these different areas and leveling up um, each area to kind of cater towards more fans, which then opens up more things for you to do. Um, so, there's things like uh, your standard your standard race competition uh there's drifting stuff there's speed traps there's jumping over certain gaps to try and um you know get the most air uh there's like skill skill based um different things you could do in there so yeah and and as you're kind of doing this you get a range of different cars that you can use um sort of like similar to what gran turismo does where all right this is the race where you're going to jump in and drive all the Japanese cars um, or this one is all the Italian supercars um, or here's a bunch of like classic 80 vehicles like you can kind of jump in there and pick from those uh, selection of cars and, and just go ahead and race them uh, which is really cool and they've got stuff like ATVs not ATVs like uh, what are they called like with these giant four-wheel drive stupid trucks that you can... SUVs? Yeah, I guess SUV, there's SUVs in there, but... Oh, um, you mean like those sports yeah, pickups? With like, they're just like basically roll cages uh, with giant wheels on them. Oh, okay. Like ATXs, not ATX. Yeah, maybe like that. ATXs. Um, so there's like a range of different vehicles you can kind of jump into. Uh, and it's a really pretty looking game. It's very nice. Uh, and it runs okay on the PC. I've heard a lot of better things on the, um, on the Xbox. It apparently runs quite well, but on the PC, it's got some issues. 
uh, with the optimization. Even though it does run, uh, you get more frames out of it on the PC, uh, which is above 30. Um, I think it's capped on the Xbox, but mm. once you start raising it above that on the PC, you do run into some hitchy problems with it dropping below like the capped rate. So I might have it set to 60, but in some instances it'll drop below that. And that's quite noticeable when that happens. You'll see the game stutter, like a micro stutter. And that can be quite annoying when you're trying to, um, especially in a racing game where everything is so quick, you notice that stuff really easily. But you kind of get used to it after a while. It's just disappointing that they haven't tuned that very well for the PC. Because I've heard of people with like 1080s that are struggling with it still. Um, to keep yeah. a constant 60, which sucks. But I think otherwise- I was reading on, um, I think Eurogamer did a thing. Mm. And uh, they, it took them like a fucking state-of-the-art i7 and a Pascal Titan X to run it at a solid 60 frames per second at 4K. Yeah, okay, 4K is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and I think anything less than a 1070 hmm. uh, is going to struggle at 1080p. Yeah. Like, hopefully they put some patches out and just work on it. Yeah. Um, because when it is running at 60, it's it also, it's awesome. It feels amazing. There's a lot of cool things that it does. And, yeah, I have not had this much fun in a racing game in a while. I think it does a lot of really cool stuff. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just awesome fun, and especially like it populates a world with your friends and their drivatars. Um. So you're in there for some reason. You said you haven't played it though. No, I haven't. Um. It's probably because of my other Forza. Yeah. Games. I was gonna say because you're not very good. Oh, um, whatever. <laughs> you seem to be doing not not very good whenever I do see you. Uh. But I joined a club, which. I guess there's clubs in the game and as you race, you get points for your club and then that levels up things and I don't really know what else it does from there. Yep. But I joined a club. I'm in the Whirlpool Club. Um, oh, yeah. Mainly because I just did a search for clubs in Oceana and that's what came up as one of the top ones. And I was like, oh, well, I'm a member of that forum, so why not? Sure. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, it throws a bunch of that stuff in there. Um, and then before I did all that, it was kind of populating uh, like a bunch of people into my world using their driver tars. But like, I don't really understand what the multiplayer aspect of the game is at the moment. It kind of just, it doesn't do a good job of explaining that, which yeah. is kind of strange. Um, so yeah, I haven't really dived into that at all. I may get to it at some point, but uh, I'm having enough fun as it is just driving around and seeing what there is to offer because uh yeah that's that's really good and it's fun those parts and the um the actual world is huge it's it's massive when i first jumped in there i looked at the map and thought oh, it's not very big it looks kind of mm. small but they give you so many things that you can kind of jump in there and do that you spend a lot of time just in the one area racing around and doing stuff uh like i did one race the other night and i thought like, I, I didn't realize how big the map was until mm-hmm. I jumped into this one, which was pretty much a circuit of the entire the entire area. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that took me a 
good like 12 minutes maybe 10 to 12 minutes through the entire circuit like in a in a circle in a supercar um i think like an i don't know i think i'm in a, a lamb some sort of lamborghini but yeah just like you don't really understand how big the world is until you kind of just do one of those types of things um but otherwise because like you look at the map and you're like oh there's a bunch of roads here uh and then this area there's really nothing it's a bunch of dirt and i guess when they've got all this stuff that's kind of in the middle and there's really nothing out there but dirt you're like well it seems like a waste of space but once you actually get out there and you see that there's things to do um yeah you kind of appreciate how much game is in here which is really cool but I, I really I really dig it. I think it's a very well made game. And I definitely recommend people check it out if they if they haven't or they're looking for some sort of racing game uh, or they haven't played one for a while because it does a lot of cool things. Yep. And I, I vaguely remember you playing two and really liking that as well. I did enjoy two, yeah. Mm. Uh I might get I'll I'll get it when I get back. Um from LA um hopefully it'll have dropped in price because it's still like 70 bucks it's more than that on PC that's it's bananas like, it's 100 bucks on PC but if you buy it if you buy the Xbox copy don't you have both copies no you've got to buy it digitally what Xbox play anywhere yeah that's a digital copy you have to buy well that's fucking garbage at least I'm, I thought it is. Okay, well, yeah. See, I, I don't want to buy, like, one and not be able to play the other, right? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, Xbox Play Anywhere. Um, when you when you own an Xbox Play Anywhere digital title, it's yours to play on both Xbox One and PC. Right. So, you've okay. got to buy a, a digital uh, code. I guess you might be able to buy something, um, a code from somewhere that's not the Microsoft store. I tried doing that uh, through Amazon. They locked it down, so I couldn't- Oh, actually- you were trying to get that to me. They had a $59 code going oh. a couple weeks back, and they still did when I looked, but when I tried to buy it, it told me I couldn't because I was not in the US of A. Maybe so, I'll buy it while I'm in the US of A then. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where else you can pick up that sort of stuff because I'd rather, like, I, I would rather buy games on the PC side, but, man, if it's going to cost me 100 bucks a pop each time, because um, their, their lo- like, uh, slogan is, like, buy it once, play anywhere. Um, yeah. You know, you'd have to pay more for what you purchase. Like, well, I kind of do Yeah. because you're shafting um. me on a digital purchase. Mm-hmm. which is a bit crap because I was I was going to go buy it on Xbox One just as a physical copy until I read up on it I was like oh shit yeah but anyway um, yeah check out Forza it's, it's a lot of fun uh, it's a very well made game and it's set in Australia so um, yeah play that not well, much Australian songs in there though it's kind of weird in the that is, that's weird mm. and a lot of overseas DJs in the radio. I don't know. They could have just got us to do some stuff for them. Totally. Like, you know, we can talk for 12 hours. Exactly. That random shit. Yeah, we could have just, just put some fucking Gap episode. Gap radio. 
<laughs> you put two episodes on there. Exactly. Perfect. Nailed it. Um, they never would, though, because, you know, I was mean to Halo, so. Uh, anyway, um, next game, code names. Board games. Board game singular. Mm-hmm. Uh, code names arrived, finally. I bought this off Games Paradise, I don't know, 14 years ago or something. And uh, it finally showed up, uh, not super duper late or whatever. And um, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It's a game where uh, you split off into two teams. One person's the spy master, the other uh, and the other th- people in the team uh, then have to guess who the field spies are based on the spy master's clues. Hmm. And uh, we had, what, eight people? Yep, sure. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, just just one of those games. Each, each So, basically, you had a grid of 25 cards by 25 cards. And on each card is a word. Five and cards by five cards. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yep, that's true. That would be a shitload of cards. So, um, it's 25 cards, but in a grid of five. Yes, five cards by five. Uh, 25 total. And yeah, each card has a word on it. And mm-hmm. uh, the word is the code name of the, the agent in the field. And the spy master has to give the, uh, the other field agents the ability to identif- successfully identify the, um, the spies, the cards, the cards that are on their team. And so yeah. they've got this little, I don't know, like a... Indicator card, yeah, to tell them what the grid looks like. It's like a it's map, you. yeah, and uh, yeah. So they work out what's uh, on the cards, and they try to link them together. So, for example, uh, I did a really good one. What was it? Something to do with aliens? Um, Probably not. All yours were terrible. My no, my last round was fucking <laughs> tops. We were all properly in sync because we'd all gotten drunk enough that. Uh, now the you know stupid shit that I think makes sense suddenly makes a lot of sense to everyone. But uh, oh, it was uh, it was like uh, oh, fuck, fuckity 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 fuck. Uh, something to do with Alien vs Predator. Do you remember? Uh, Wailing Utani. Wailing Utani. My my clue was Wailing Utani, and you guys guessed Antarctica and. Alien, because those were two cards that were down on the board. Mm-hmm. And uh, because one of the AVP movies is based in Antarctica, and obviously Alien and Wayland uh, Utani go together quite well. Um, but and also, yeah. Millionaire was on the board. Oh, man. That Remember? Went- and we were like, <laughs> well, I said, well, it could be Millionaire. Well, someone said it could be Millionaire. I was like, well, he's a billionaire. So that's That was like saving- saving moment for us because we would have been fucked i think billionaire was the um the assassin card so there's out of the 25 cards there's like nine uh on one side eight on the other the rest are civilians except for one which is the assassin card and if you flip the assassin card your team loses instantly Mm. and uh it's just one of those things where you're trying to encourage your team to say all the correct guesses without fucking up and picking the wrong shit. And 
you just you you slip up so often as the spy master it's this terrifying cringe inducing fucking panic stations where you'll say something that you think fuck that makes so much sense but you'll have forgotten one of the words on the board and so yeah someone like millionaire might be on the fucking board and you'll say your your clue and suddenly they're going down a completely different fucking path to where you thought they they'd go you're like oh yeah this makes total sense and uh one of the examples uh one of uh one of the guys on our team uh said red and he'd missed that ketchup was on the board <laughs> and so we said ketchup and uh that lost us the game um there was what were we going for like it was ball yeah red ball and uh like light, I think, ball and light and ketchup. And he goes red and we're like, well, obviously ketchup and light. And someone said, what about a red ball? And yeah, uh, and the whole time you're sitting there as spy master, you're like trying to, because you're supposed to just be blank. You're not supposed to give shit away to the other team, but it can be so tough. When you're sitting there and shit's going wrong for you, like everything's going wrong. I can't. Re- what did you slip up on? You slipped up on one. I did okay. one. I didn't slip up. You guys slipped up. Um, there was that- one I did, which was planes. That's right. And that was there was jet, board, and I think war was it war or something else. War, yeah, yeah. I was trying to link. Uh, but you guys picked eagle. <laughs> yeah. Because an eagle is a type of jet. No, crazy. It, it is a type of jet. Um, and so, really, it was on you, wasn't it? No. To be fair, it's an, F8, an F-18 is an eagle, isn't it? I don't know. You're crazy. It's a raptor. It's, and so, your clue, you figured we would definitely pick jets. And F-18 is a hornet. Oh, it is too. Uh, I'm sure there's a fucking... I'm sure there's a fucking eagle. That's a jet. An eagle jet. Let's Google this shit. Eagle, eagle plane. Jet. Jets. Not getting anything. Eagle jets. Nothing. Well, eagle jet is a straight up website. Um, no. There is a an aircraft. Eagle aircraft eagle. <laughs> what, eagle. Eagle aircraft, eagle. See, that's what we were thinking. Of. That's what you were thinking. Yeah, obviously. Eagles fly, planes fly. We thought we were being abstract. No. What were your other ones? It was war. War, yeah. Planes and war, of course. Yeah, that one's on us totally. Yeah. War's more like or planes. Pilot. No, no, it was pilot. Pilot. S- sorry, it wasn't no. war. No, we got. We would have gotten pilot. Yeah, no, it was, it was pilot. Three. Board and um, board. We didn't get bored. Yeah, you didn't get bored. Yeah. Anyway, you guys yeah. fucked up. No, that's on you. You're more likely to associate flying eagles with planes than you are fucking boarding. Anyway, so uh, you always wind up with this one word that you fuck up on, and uh, it's just such a oh god, please. Because no. you can do kind of like one associate one word with one word but 
you kind of want to do more than one to get more points quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And t- the people at home don't know what I mean. If, right. <laughs> if you just do one at a time, then the other team will inevitably beat Win. you pretty much. Um, like, you, you, it'll just get there. They'll get there faster. If they get two while you only get one each time, you'll do it in eight turns and they'll do it in five yeah. and they'll win. But so. we had instances where we were needing to win yeah. and someone would say a word a, 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 yeah, word, and say three because yeah. that means they're linking it with three. And even though the words weren't going to associate, we were just kind of guessing. Yeah. And we did get some of them like, that was that was on my turn, wasn't it? I can't remember what the fucking words were. But uh, we basically we were down by three, and uh, the other team they had they only needed one to win, and so it was like, well, if we don't win this turn, they're going to win. So fuck it. Uh, I know you'll get two of these words. Uh, there is a slight chance that you'll get the third. Oh, Nathan did it as well. Um, Nathan chucked that out there as well. That was for fucking. Lobby pin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> lobby pin. Fucking. So <laughs> Nate says lobby, and we get. What do we get? We get marble, um, screen, I think, and uh, and your pitching. It must be. It must be. It must be pin. The the third word must be pin, and we're like, why? Why would it be pin? That doesn't make any sense. And you're like. Lobby pin. I'm like, that is the fucking worst so like answer of all time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Turns out it was right. We're like, uh, what was the word, Nate? And he's like, pin. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't because it was a uh, lobby pin. His, uh, his theory was you find an ATM in a lobby. Yeah. And you need a pin for the ATM. Um, <laughs> but my, my guess lobby is pin was actually better, to be honest. In my opinion, Lobby Pin was a better guess than fucking ATM. ATM. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a really fun game. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, but, like, we played some more Secret Hitler as well. Yeah, I sucked at it this time. Jesus, you again. It's just it was uh, those the new people. The new people fucked us. Like you can read them. They were, they were just they took to it like terrifyingly well. They were just fucking. They went straight into it. They were just fucking gung ho. Uh, they one of them got Hitler immediately. Yeah, first up, this, this is Newton. <sighs> like I, I haven't seen these people in fucking years. Uh, they came back to Sydney for the long weekend, and uh, we we got them to come play Secret Hitler with us. And uh, yeah, one of them got Hitler in the first round and won, and then played us so good. He in was the, like, "What does the was, Hitler card look like? How do I know if I'm Hitler?" And he had it. Yeah. But he was fucking with us. He was fucking with us. And and he was like, he did my straight up lie gambit right off the bat. But he did it every single game as well. So you could never fucking tell. It was bananas. <laughs> He's like, yeah, terrifying. Very scary. He works with Qantas. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, even better with eight people, I reckon. Yeah, because it changes it up, right? So, we Both. talked about this last time where it was- uh, We played with, what, four? Yeah. No. Seven. Six. Six, six, six. people. Um, 
and the fascists only uh, you get Hitler and then one fascist person. Uh, whereas this time, playing with eight people, you get um, you get two fascists on your team plus Hitler. But Hitler closes his eyes during the picking phase and doesn't know who is on his team. So only the people on his team know that who Hitler is, and they've got to try and help him without him knowing. So it definitely changes the game up a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I we we did have one round. I think it was the last round. Yeah. Uh, where I was Hitler, and I didn't read it properly. I and uh, and yeah. I opened my eyes, <laughs> and I was like, "Someone else is Hitler," and they're like, "No." Nah. The other two fascists were like, "No, nah, we're not Hitler." I'm like, oh, it was me the whole time. I but to be fair, I was pretty drunk. So. Yeah, I didn't get fascist at all. I was fucking liberal every single game. Well, there you go. You're usually the best of that, so... No, i usually the best the other way. No. Lying. No, I don't think so. Good liar. Um, all right, should we move on? Yep. To news. To the news. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. I had nothing. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, some news. The 76ers, the NBA sports team, has bought an esports team. Oh, two esports Two teams. esports team. Yeah, they went out. Um yep. Team Dignitas and Team Apex. Yeah. Who they have acquired and they've merged into one team. And they'll be managing under Team Dignitas. Dignitas? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, Which is really interesting because this is the first American, uh, I guess, sports team that has has dived into esports. Like, we've had had American... Players, players. Uh, like NBA and players, and and international Gordon um, Hayward and that dude who bought the Rick Renegades. Fox. Who bought the Renegades? Rick What's Fox. his name? Drabeco. Oh, who'd Rick Fox buy? I don't know. I thought he bought a team, or maybe he's just he watches it a lot with his kid. Um, I, I think there's been there's been international um, like soccer teams that have bought esports um, teams, but this is the first like pro- prominent like American sports team that's gone out and bought one which is pretty crazy he bought gravity rick fox bought gravity gaming okay and renamed it to echo fox oh yeah that makes sense yeah uh they got a counter-strike team now Hmm. league legends team a street fighter player and a super smash player it's pretty cool yeah so obviously like they're seeing these People and teams are seeing a lot of uh, potential here. Yeah. Uh, how would you feel if you were an esports team and you got bought by the 76ers, Luke? Um, <laughs> I'd be worried about getting injured, like my, my <laughs> getting RSI or something like that. <laughs> it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't bode well, would it? <laughs> yeah. The oh. fucking the. <laughs> The sword hang, uh, hangs, but it does not fall sort of shit. You're like, oh, God. Uh, no, no, no. Can someone else buy this? Um, My first thought was, like, do the 76ers know there's no drafting? Like, the the drafting in this is um, <laughs> in the in the game. It doesn't work that way. You can't just tank. There's no lottery strategy available to you here. What do you do? What do you do here, guys? Um, do they, like, so are they based out of Philadelphia or what? Because that would be the other fucking thing. Like, well, what? Okay, so we live in Europe, and now we have to, what, move to... Yeah, I'm not sure. From what I understand, it says they're going to be using their um, 
So the 76 has put out like a press release yep. on NBA.com um, and talked about how they're going to be using all their facilities and and team members to kind of run this and manage this this esports team now. So mm. I don't know how that works in terms of like physical um, facilities or if they're just talking about like people and management behind it. So yeah. moving that team out of there would be um, strange. Maybe that's something they do later on in the future, but I would imagine to start off with, they would kind of just keep things very small for the moment and then work towards that. Because uh, I, I think they brought in a couple of people, right? How so? To, to run this stuff. Oh, yeah, I think, I think they did. Uh, I think they're still technically based out of Europe. Yeah. But- they're now technically, I guess, a US team, right? Like, uh, right? Because it, it seems like they're still headquartered in what, uh, Sweden or Great Britain. Hmm. But yeah, it looks like they're now, yeah, they're a US team because they're owned by a, a Philadelphia company, right? Yeah. So I think that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Bringing in international talent. No, no, I don't think it's. A problem, but they're not playing in the US, right? They're not playing out of the US. So how are they a US team? I don't think that matters, though. Like as long as they're, doesn't I it? think they're owned by you. Like being like these video games are, are on a global scale; they can play wherever they want. Yeah, but the Nets aren't a fucking Russian team, are they? The Nets, no. They're still owned by that Russian billionaire, aren't they? The New York Nets. Uh, the Brooklyn Jersey, Nets. yeah, oh, whatever. I thought they were owned by Jay Z. No, didn't he sell it to the fucking? Did he? I don't know. I whatever. Thought, I was pretty sure he did. Yeah, he got out. He got out of it. He got out. Uh, they why sucked. the fuck would you own the yeah Brooklyn Nets? Um, yeah, hang on. I, I'm sure. I'm sure they're owned by a fucking yeah Mikhail Prokhorov, crazy Russian billionaire. I don't think he's crazy. I think everyone just it's assumes Russian. that Russians crazy. are crazy when they're billionaires and when they're not billionaires. Um, yeah. Like, they're not a Russian team, but they're owned by a Russian. Hmm. So, how uh, how is Dignitas a um, US team? I don't know. Just because they're owned by a US organization. Yeah. No, no, this, I'm asking you this question. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not part of the team. I don't know. No, I don't know how this works. You were saying it was fine. I think you can have the ownership be, be an American team, but still have, still have players that are, are not from that area. As far as I can tell, they're, t- they're listed as an American team, though. Where, where does it say this? they're based out of the UK, Liquidpedia and Google. Okay. I don't know. I just think that's weird, man. You don't even care. I think that's weird as well. You know, US team. Well, I guess as an organization as well, like they're not just one team. They're running League of Legends, Counter-Strike. What else are they into? They're not a Dota team. I know that. Um, I can't see what games they play. Counter-Strike. Is that it? Just Counter-Strike? It's not League? No, I think it's primarily Counter-Strike. Oh, okay. 
Anyway, it's cool. Uh, but yes, uh, if the 76ers bought my uh, team, uh, I would be right. gravely concerned for my own well-being. Yeah, Ben Simmons is out. Ben Simmons, fucking broken fucking foot. Hilarious. I was actually going to draft him as well. Did I tell you? Well, I, I guess a lot of people were probably going to draft him. <laughs> Not anymore. Really? Who wouldn't? First round picks, man. You were going to pick him first round? No, but nobody ever picks first round picks in the draft. You pick him up after a couple of weeks, but I was going to bank on him having coming out with fucking bang. Uh, you know, not having to rely too much or not, not having to carry everything all by himself because he's he's got, you know, the, he's sharing the spotlight. And I was going to pick him, but no, obviously not now. Um, I can't believe you think picking first round draft picks is a solid idea. When the fuck has that worked out? Uh, it's probably all right. Like, you could pick him late. Yeah, obviously you pick him late, but Jesus Christ, like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, so he's injured. That sucks. Um, moving on. What else is there? Uh, Randy Pitchford was uh, talking rumors on the internet the other day that um, basically there was some stuff going around that Battleborn was going to go free to play. Uh, and then he stepped out and said that it wasn't true. Um yeah, basically jumped on Twitter saying, no, no, that's not true. And then later on, followed it up with um, a quote, and it here is, uh, sorry, here it is. Uh, we have some unannounced plans to do a trial version of the game. that will be free and from which retail can be purchased along with DLC. So if I was to say that, does that sound like a free-to-play game? Sort mm, of. Right. I don't really get it. Um, like, is it, oh, it's, I guess it's not technically free to play. It's a demo, right? Yeah. Like, but if he said, if he came out and said, we're doing a demo. Yeah. Fair enough. But he's not said that. He said, we're doing a version of the game, which will be free from which you can go to retail. Like you can buy the retail. It's, it's like, Yeah. That sounds like a free game, like the doing of the game that is free. I, I guess it depends on how much of the game is available for free. Hmm. I reckon it's going to be the multiplayer portion will be free, in which case it is essentially a free-to-play version of Battleborn. Yep. Uh, but Randy likes to bend the truth uh, where he can, so... Um, I don't know that it's all that surprising. Um, Because he was out there being like, no, we don't have any plans to do a free-to-play version. I don't know where these come from. Like, four fucking tweets. Yeah. And then later on, like, uh, someone came up and was like, actually, Randy, um, we've got this coming. And he's like, oh, fuck. Um, We don't have any uh, announced plans. Yeah. But we've got this other thing we're working on. Uh, I think that game needs a free to play. I, I think it it's, desperately they needs need it. something to do. Like it, it completely tanked. It's a yeah. decent. It's a pretty good game. Um, they just need to do it properly. Don't fuck it up with paid gear. Um, have it all be cosmetic. Like do it properly. And as long as the game is good, uh, and they keep updating it, people will play it. I, I think 
anyway, because I, I think it is a decent game. It does some really interesting things. It just was released at a really bad time and got killed by Overwatch. Yeah. Even got, though like different games. assassinated by Overwatch. Like, target killing shit. Blizzard knew what they were doing. Let's not pretend like Blizzard doesn't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, I liked I liked it. I'll, I'll be, you know, if, if play numbers pick up, I'll pick it up again. Why not? Yeah. Um, and Twitch Prime yeah. was announced. So, TwitchCon was happening over the weekends. Uh, we have a man on the ground, Arthur, who has oh, yep. been up there drinking and twitching. I guess that's what he does. Yep. Um, I don't know, like, what they do up there. Like, it's a giant Twitch convention. I guess it's a big party or something. Yeah, it must be a big party. I don't know. I have to find out from him. Yeah. Um, but Twitch Prime was announced. They, they announced a oh, bunch yeah, of so different things. Twitch Prime is... So, basically, Amazon bought Twitch a little while ago, and uh, so they're folding that into Amazon Prime. So, now you'll get one sub a month. Uh, with Twitch as a result of your Amazon Prime subscription, which I suppose is a good thing if uh, you're subscribed to Amazon Prime and it might be might incentivize you to subscribe there. If uh, if not, if you can find the value, I guess um, Amazon Prime is actually not that bad. Uh, I signed up for it when a man in the High Castle came out, and uh, I thought it was worth it. Um, but like, I thought it was worth it then. So, yeah. yeah. So basically, It'd be way more worth it if I was in the states where you can get fucking free two day shipping. That's that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it gives so, you ad free viewing. Yeah. Um. F- yeah, free subscription to one channel, which is what you were talking about. Yep. Um, free in game loot and skins, depending on the games. I don't know how that works. No, neither do I. Um, but also the other things, which I, I did find them now, uh, they've got like a loyalty reward system that they're adding in. Yeah. And basically, it allows, I guess, different tiers of um, subscribers to um, to give them different different stuff from the sounds of it, like different badges to say like, hey, you've subscribed to me for six months or a year. Like, oh, yeah. you get You get that shown somewhere. Um, they changed the layouts, which they've already, that's already been impl- implemented. I noticed that go through that day. So, um, they just moved a few things around, uh, like the follow account and, uh, subscribe account had been shifted towards the top. Uh, I don't know if I like that. It's a bit weird. Uh, but the other one I noticed was the, which I brought up to you before when we we're trying to figure out what they changed, um, uh, the encoding options. So, uh, previously, when you uh, were having your video encoded, um, like you would have to, as a, a non-partner, you would have to kind of pick a, a bitrate and stick with that and kind of send it out to everybody that's watching it. So no matter um, you know how good your internet connection was, you kind of had to cater to everybody, uh, which is kind of rough here in Australia, especially with people that um, don't have good internet speeds. So maybe I would, as someone on MBN, would have to kind of pick a rate that I think people on adsl could watch it at um but now they've changed that so now anybody that that jumps in there and does streaming will get the options for transcoding so they can uh transcode at a high bit rate and then anybody that's watching can go up there and change the uh the quality of the stream which is really helpful it's um 
it means that you should hopefully have less people uh, that aren't partnered having their viewers so that like they can't watch it because it's jittery or, or things like that which is awesome and they're bringing in clip trimming right which I thought they already had to be honest <laughs> clips are also you know, update coming in mobile okay they're going to mobile oh so mobile right. yeah <laughs> fair enough oh anyway some cool stuff happening there I guess Twitch is pretty big are you oh yeah pretty big <laughs> cool that's it anyway. I just sneezed nice yeah Spruce uh, oh, that's the podcast then that is the podcast Shall we, I'm going um, away where are you going to LA what's in LA the Los Angeles Rams and I'm gonna watch them who's that do they play baseball football motherfucker yeah like uh, NFL NFL yes gridiron football um but yeah no I'm gonna go play I'm gonna go watch that played yes and play some games that I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about I might be able to Battlefield 1 what well the cat's out of the bag now what about the other ones I don't know I'm I, I'm not gonna risk that one so. no let's do it um, no. can I guess no I might know would be a guess it wouldn't be a guess it's Almost definitely not, I guess. You definitely know. So, <laughs> no, you can't guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I nice. should be back next week sometime, I guess. You hope. I don't know if, I don't know if you want to wait for me, though. Um, when are you back? I think I get back on Thursday, but I might be a space case. Wow. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, like, totally. First thing, after you get off the plane, we'll just bam. Yep. Yeah, just fucking. Hey, like I will, I will go to the airport. Oh yeah, just as you're walking out of the plane, we start. Yep. All right, that'll be fun. That will be fun. That'll be fun for you because the plane gets in at six a.m. So. All right, let's not do that. <laughs> you go home and sleep. Um, uh, solid. And then yep. we'll record at night. Perfect, genius. Let's I won't sleep though. And then maybe this week, I'll put the right episode up. That is a good plan. You should do that this time. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, it's wrong in the feed. I'm like, come on. Don't blame me. Okay. I don't, I don't, there's no thought process involved here. I just do what I'm told by Luke. Okay. So just remember that. I don't know what happened there. Um, All right. That's it. Uh, Have you checked emails at all? I did check. No emails. I need emails. What the fuck is going on? I need emails, people. I need them. Don't you understand? Yeah. We we just had our busiest month, so we know where people are listening. We know you're listening. Yeah, I used to listening. work at Telstra. I used to get thousands of emails, most of them pointless. <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere near as many emails anymore. I'm signing myself up for uh, for newsletters and subscriptions to things that I don't want, just to get more emails in my inbox. Yeah. Just so when everyone's like, "Oh, look at my email account for today," I can be like, "Look at my email account for today," and the pro and like inbox. In Gmail, auto filters all the really bad shit anyway, so yeah. I don't even get to see a lot of it, which is uh, just a ma- massive pain in my dick, you know? Hmm. Anyway, you got to sort that shit out, people. Uh, all right, so send Job an email at the podcast at gmail.com. Do it, do it. The podcast at gmail.com. Email him. Let him email. know uh, what you think about his game that he can't talk about. Yeah, do that. Take a do guess. That. What guess? Take a guess at what game Job is playing in LA. Yes. 
good good stuff. Hey, you'll have played Mafia two, uh, 3, I presume. Uh, I hope so. That's out, like, Thursday? Thursday. Did you see I got some swag? Um, you got some swag. What swag? I got oh. a fucking- They sent me a, a turntable. Wow, that's all right. A three-speed turntable. <laughs> to go with your boombox. Uh, with my boombox, yes. Okay. And a, um, the soundtrack for the game on final. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which is pretty rad. And, you can use uh, your Bioshock um, vinyl as well now, I guess. Oh, my God. Genius. And uh, also a massive, massive, like, rock sack. The sort yeah. that Rocky, uh, not Rocky, Rambo carries when he's walking down the road in the back, back of Oregon, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Did, did they give you the game? No, I didn't get a copy of the game. <laughs> That's a bit weird, right? Yeah, it's, it's a bit, bit annoying. Yeah. I'm guessing there's some sort of day one patch bullshit going on. Yeah, because um, I don't think we've got a code either. That game's out, so looks like yeah, no, we're sending code out. No, I, I think I read on Polygon, not even the US site's getting code, so nobody's That's getting code. a bit worrying, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's not worrying. Maybe they're just like, fuck it. A lot of places are doing that these days. We'll give it to streamers, let them show it off. Uh, I don't think streamers are getting it. Hmm. Okay. But streamers didn't get Doom. Nobody got Doom, remember? And that game was above average. Yeah, because they were worried about the multiplayer. True. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, yeah, so you can email us there. You can find us on Facebook um, at facebook.com slash the podcast. We're on iTunes, Android, Windows Store under the gap or the jab podcast where you can search for us there you can rate and review us um we're on twitter.com at twitter.com slash jab podcast and you can find our website at the jabpodcast.com where you can check out all the past episodes and hopefully the right ones that i put up each week and thank you to all the people that told us about the wrong one thank you yes because yes, i would not have noticed otherwise no we are very prompt though noticed. yeah on top of that shit, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and we'll be posting shit on Facebook again. Yep. Uh, what? <laughs> what do you mean? We'll post the episodes up on Facebook again. Okay. Yeah, we'll try. Because we stopped for a month. Yep. Uh, and we had the best month ever, which <laughs> I feel categorically uh, shows that Facebook doesn't actually add anything to our traffic. Yeah. But we'll post it up there anyway because- I feel... Yeah, more interactions. I, yeah, there's more interactions. talk to people. Yeah. And, you know, an interaction on Facebook. It's almost as good as an email, which I need more of. Yeah. All right. That's it for this week. Cool. Um, we'll be back next week. Job's going to talk about the game that he can't talk about. Uh, I don't know if I will talk about that game. Probably not. Maybe not. I will talk about Battlefield, but I don't know if I can talk about the other game. Um, talk about Mafia. Mafia. So, Managed to secure a baller fucking laptop from Alienware, so I'll be able to actually play Mafia while I'm away during my downtime, which is pretty cool. Nice. And yeah, go to my YouTube channel and go. You can watch me play Dishonored for a bit, and you can watch Nate ruin me at For Honor. Cool. Cool. Uh, you can check me out at Twitter.com/slash/LukeLori. Yep. And Job's at Joby Jojo. Awesome. All right, Sweet. that's it. 
um, we'll catch you next week. All right. Peace. See ya. Bye. Bye.